Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, grow you as a disciple, and help you serve His purpose. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. I've been keen, I've been wanting to, wanting to speak on this topic for about nine months. And because coming out of 2020 and then 2021 and then 2022, I've seen firsthand in my own life the after effects of those crazy years. And I've looked inside myself in the aftermath and thought, what's going on? Maybe you have too. Why are you acting and reacting in those ways? In 2020, we didn't know what hit us. In 2021, we thought, phew, it's all over, and it wasn't. And we rallied, and we did what we had to. And then after we got through it all, a lot of people that I've spoken to have found themselves in a place where they had nothing left. And after the adrenaline wore off, we found ourselves tired or worn out. And I've seen some casualties. I don't know if you, anyone's seen some casualties? You probably have seen some casualties. People who have walked away from their faith. People who have chosen things that are not good for them. I'm going to trip over that. So I'm going to move it. People who have chosen things that are not good for them. Because they were desperate and they didn't think they had any other option. And now they find themselves in a mess. We know a pastor who walked away from his marriage to be with another woman. And that lot, so he walked away from his marriage, from his church, from his calling. And that lasted for about five seconds. And then she disappeared. And now he's left in the mess of it all. People with severe anxiety, which has led to sickness. My heart for this series is is that we would understand we do not have to stay in that place of I have nothing left and well, I'm done. I spoke to three people this week who said to me those words, I'm done. Three people in one week. It's pretty wild, isn't it? And look, maybe we are here today and we don't find ourselves in a constant place of exhaustion. Maybe it's just that our reserves are really low. And it doesn't take very much to knock us off course or to to get an unhealthy reaction from us. We're still turning up. We're still showing up. But we're on edge. And we can so easily tip over the edge. It's like we've got this don't mess with me attitude because I'm this close. God does not want us to live in a constant state of, I'm done, with li- or with little or no reserves. In fact, he has made provision for us. He has strength for us. He has a path for us to follow, but we have to choose his path. We have to choose his provision. 
Because when we find ourselves in this unhealthy state, the easiest thing to do is to look for relief. Is that true? I just want some relief. And that's not necessarily bad. Because relief can look like rest and refreshment, which is important. It can look like play. What fills your tank? But relief can also mean we turn to things that aren't so great for us. Things that we use to try to just dull the pain without changing anything. I'm so exhausted, there's no way I can exercise. I just want to lie on the couch and binge. Sorry. So we spend the entire weekend lying on the couch binging something. Maybe it's gaming. I'm not a gamer, but I know plenty of people who are. For hours and gaming for hours and hours on end rather than fulfilling our commitments or talking to people. Maybe it's medicating rather than owning up to what's going on. Maybe it's shopping. <laughs> then I'll feel better. Or I need to escape, I need relief. So I just really, I just, maybe I need to leave. If we choose this unhealthy relief, we remain weak and nothing changes. We remain the same and we won't feel better after we've spent the entire weekend binge watching because we aren't accessing the strength and the resilience God has for us. And God has a question for us if we continue to turn to unhealthy ways of finding relief. And it's in Isaiah 55 and it says this, why spend money on food that does not give you strength? Why pay for food that does you no good? Listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. So here's my question. What are you spending your money on? And I'm not talking about literal cash. I'm talking about where are you trying to get your strength? Where are you trying to get your sustenance? What are you going to? What are you turning to? What are you investing in? What are you expecting is going to sustain and strengthen you? Expecting that it's going to make you feel better. There's nothing wrong with watching or, or buying, but it's, if it's just so that it can dull the ache and the pain and you feel just as terrible at the end of it, guess what? It's not working. Jeremiah 2 says this, For my people have done two evil things. They've abandoned me, the fountain of living water. The fountain of living water. That's who he is. He's the fountain of living water. And they have dug for themselves cracked cisterns that can hold no water at all. It's like we're dying of thirst and we're trying to get relief from something that can never quench our thirst. That really, it can never ultimately satisfy. It can never truly strengthen us because 
It can hold no water. That scripture in Isaiah says this, listen to me and you will eat what is good. You will enjoy the finest food. Come to me and you will enjoy the finest, the finest, the finest food. It's a five-star Michelin feast that he has. What he has for us is good. It's his strength. It's the resilience that we need. We need his strength. Resilience is the ability of a person to adjust and recover. Two words that, that are used for resilience are elasticity, elasticity. So you can stretch without breaking. And buoyancy, which means you can bounce back. And God has this for us. He has the food we need. Resilience and strength ultimately doesn't come from anything or anyone but him. It comes from God. He is the source of strength. He is the source of life. True resilience comes from God. Ephesians 3, I pray this scripture so many times, so much. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. I pray, I literally do. I pray, some days I just quote that scripture. Father, I thank you, I'm praying right now that you will... That from your glorious, unlimited resources, you will empower me with inner strength. So what do we go to? Do we go to God and prayer? Do we acknowledge that God has unlimited resources that are available to us? That he wants to put, empower means put power in. He wants to put power in you today. And do you receive his strength? I'm not talking about talking yourself into everything being okay. I'm talking about literal strength that comes from the God who spoke the worlds into being. From the God who conquered death. From the God who calmed the storm and he turned the water into wine. His strength it's actual strength. God has made provision for you and for me. It's life-giving, life-sustaining. It's the regenerative power of God. It's the breath of life and it's available to every single person. And I can feel the strength of God when it comes. When I pray, I can feel literally feel it coming into me. He empowers me with literal strength and he wants to empower every single one of his kids with literal strength. You know, this year we're unblocking blocked up wells <clears throat> and as I was praying into this message, I saw a picture of dry, cracked, drought-stricken land. You know the picture? Can you see it? It's just, it's, you know, it's all crumbly. It's land that hasn't seen water 
for a very long time. It's a, it's a picture of, of desolation, of barrenness, of war, a worn out internal world that needs a well dug again so that the water and the resilience and the life can flow. That well of our heart draws living water from God and it's been blocked and it's got dirt in it. It's got weights and issues and disappointments and worries and concerns and tiredness and dullness. And the battle is always over our heart because our life flows from that. And our heart can get weighed down and every blockage needs to be handed over to God. Repented of, cleared out so that we can access his living water, so that, so that our thirst can be quenched by him and strength can return. So how's your heart today? How is it? How's it going? I am convinced that God wants you and I to, have, to find new resilience. He doesn't want us weary and worn out and overwhelmed and just making it through day to day. That is not the life he wants for us. He wants to fill us with living water that will strengthen us. That will make us strong. But we have to choose it. We have to turn to him. We have to ask for it. We have to go to him for it. In Numbers 21 it says this. From there they continued to bear that is the well where the Lord said to Moses, assemble the people that I, I may give them water. Then Israel sang this song, spring up, O well. God wanted to give them water. He wants to give us living water today. They told the well to spring up. They chose it. They dug the well. They received from God what they needed to continue on their journey. Are you willing to do that today? Do you need to do that today? I have two examples from the Bible of people who found themselves without strength. So you're not alone today if, you, if that's where you find yourself. Both of these men received strength from God. The first one is Elijah. Elijah was battle weary. Maybe that's where you're at. He was battle weary. He was tired from fighting. He was tired and not only that, his body was weak. But his mind was also weak. He picked up some woe is me attitudes. He decided that he was the only true, right, true righteous prophet left, which wasn't true. He was not in a good way. He was depressed and he had no strength. And 1 Kings, let's find out where he ended up. There, here he is. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree. But as he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, Get up and eat some more, 
or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. He slept and he ate. Come up, guys. He slept and he ate. He looked after his physical body, but that's not all. The angel touched him. He received physical and spiritual nourishment, and we need both. The natural world nourishes us. When I say natural, I mean outside, going outside, (laughs) going for a walk. Tuesday morning, it was only just light. And that was one of those freezing mornings. Remember those? We used to have them all the time in Canberra, but now we've become weak. (laughs) I'm talking about me. I've become weak. Anyway, I was minus six, I think. And I walked out to go on on my prayer walk. And there was a tree that had no leaves on it, obviously. It had a few little buds coming up. And it had been so wet that each little bud looked like a Christmas light. It was absolutely beautiful. And there was frost everywhere and it was white. And I could just feel strength coming into me just from being out in in nature. So we need our physical body, but we need spiritual nourishment every single day. We need to draw on his presence, on his word, both natural and spiritual. And that's what Elijah had to do when he was weary. Daniel, the last person, Daniel was in a battle His battle wasn't as much physical, it was spiritual. And he was praying and he was doing all the right things, but he'd lost his strength. He was afraid. He was weary of fighting. In fact, the Bible says he was down on his hands and knees with no strength left. At one point he said, my strength is gone, I can hardly breathe. I've been there. Daniel 10 says this, then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength returning. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are very precious to God. Peace, be encouraged, be strong. That comes from God. I felt my strength returning. Be encouraged, he said. You are very precious to God. Be strong. His strength returned in that encounter that he had. He felt it. John 7, verse 37, Jesus speaking on the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds, anyone who's thirsty may come to me. Anyone who's thirsty, don't go to all those other places. Don't go to unhealthy relief. 
come to me because I will quench your thirst. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au.